I think now that we've got a few more tools, and I was kind of excited about Diane. I got your tool. A, a more advanced class. Oh, wait, we're recording. Okay, we got to go. <laughs> I got your tool. Uh, that's going to be edited in right there. No. <laughs> Speaking of tools. <laughs> Speaking of tools. Speaking of tools, Has, Scruffy. Has, Hasbro has not been listening to me. I want my payroll slash time clock gonk droid. Gonk. Yeah, I would I would so buy an army of these. I that's what I'm talking about. Well, I don't know I'll, if you'd need I'll, an what with that attachment on the top. I don't yeah. know if you would actually need an army of them hey. specifically. They could uh -huh. be the. You remember in Clone Wars, they always had the uh, strategy droid. The you know the uh, yeah. what would they called it? Uh, that was um, like the brains of every army. That yeah. could be the brains of your mm -hmm. gonk army. That could be. Oh, how, like how, uh, how is the universe going to get paid? You don't have a time clock, right? Exactly. It's better than the Federation where there is no money. Nobody gets paid. <laughs> hey, you get one paid big tribbles. One, one oh, big utopia. Tribbles. 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 I got your tribble. Tribbles. All right, I'm pretty, let's get it. Yeah, pretty sure a Vorpak could eat a tribble or two. A what? A, a Vorpak. Your Buggles. Hey, Buggles, Buggles is awesome. He could eat tribbles. That's all oh, I'm absolutely. saying. Buggles is stomping on his tribbles. I honestly don't know which is worse. But anyway, we're going to get into the show. Tribbles, all thank right. you. <laughs> we're not, right. we're, we, are not, we are not going forward until you admit tribbles are worse. Not happening. And welcome to <laughs> Hyperspace Heroes. <laughs> this is Brown Leader signing it. Who else do we have tonight? This is Brown, Brown 3 signing it only because I two. know you will drag... Oh, two... Brown 2 signing it only because I know you will drag that out forever and ever, and I do have someplace to be tonight. <laughs> all right. Oh, I guess that makes me Brown 4. Let's get moving. All right. All right. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of Hyperspace Heroes. And tonight, uh, we're going to follow up on our last episode, uh, Dumpster Fire number two. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to talk about our reviews of uh, episodes, or Obi-Wan chapters four, five, and six tonight. So... Uh, I guess without further ado, uh, that is such an overused phrase on YouTube videos. Um, yeah, let's get into it. So, chapter four. Um, uh -huh. The Rut <laughs> <laughs> Raggy. I know that was that was the second episode that put me a little bit over on Obi Wan a little bit. Just to, I'm sorry, the trench coat. That yeah, mm -mm, sorry, not happening. That, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, come on. How, how else are they going to sneak her out? You know, you know, she has to live, right? She's yeah. in the next movie. She's got how else, plot she armor. how else is she going to sneak her out? I don't know, but come on. <laughs> Four legs under a trench coat. And how many stormtroopers and imperial officers look at them and go, oh, da, 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 da. Uh, uh, don't see nothing. <laughs> Just a big man, just a, a man that's obviously overweight for the Imperial regulations walking through the hangar bay, because we never <laughs> see anybody that size in the Imperial Navy. Unless maybe, they're really maybe, maybe he's a former Rancor keeper, and he's, you know... Right. Yeah. I, I'm not, you know, I'm, no, I'm not even going to try, because you're never going to give this up. <laughs> you know, you know, one little scene... And you, you I, I know, destroy right? the whole episode because there are some darn good things in this episode. Well, it's like we talked about last time with tone. You know, it was like there are some cool things in this episode. Um, I think there were some things that could have been cooler if they had been 
if the production level had been executed just a little bit better. But but I, I, before we get into that, let's. Uh, the very beginning was cool with the back to scene, the dual back to tanks, um, yes. you know, and showing the connection between Obi Wan and Vader. Um, I did think that was very cool, very well done. Um, got to see a lot of a uh, lot more Vader than you really want to. Um, oh no, not enough so, Vader. It was epic. Yeah, um, in terms of you know, but one, uh, one thing I do got to say, I DB was right. For the first time, I see Anakin in a Vader costume. I don't see Vader. I see Ari. I see Anakin in the Vader armor. Right. His his mannerisms, his his need to win to best his opponent, um, really stood out this time. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, following up, you're really seeing that, you know, that is one thing Obi-Wan kind of did, the show, Obi-Wan, did kind of well, uh, is show that transition of, you know, the kind of the final stages of Anakin really becoming fully Vader. And, um, yeah, I, I think it was, uh, and you know, this scene, have you guys played Jedi Fallen Order? I have not. Ages so ago. I, I guess they sneak into the Inquis uh, Fortress Inquisitorious, whatever, bungalow, chalet. Um, <laughs> chalet. Chalet. And you have to swim into it like <laughs> like Obi-Wan. Like Obi-Wan does here, I guess. I haven't played the game myself. My, um, Oh, gosh, we haven't given him a name. One of my other kids, uh, Brownie 1.5, uh, said that he keeps bugging me to play it. He says there's a lot of good stuff in there. But... Um, I was happy to see the return of the respirator that they used in Phantom Menace, you know? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. I think they, they pulled that off in Clone Wars a couple of times, too. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I noticed right away, uh, he comes out of the water and is instantly dry. Of course. That's those, uh, that's those Jedi tattooing dry fit robes. Yeah. There's different properties in a galaxy far, far away. Mm-hmm. Pretty epic, I will say. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I did think the... I don't know. I thought the acting in the interrogation scene was a little weak on uh, Reva's part. Um, like I said, even through this episode, I kind of saw uh, Moses playing Reva, not just Reva. I, you know, it wasn't until really the next episode, I think, that I really kind of just saw nothing but the character, but... Um, I thought the interrogation scene was a little... I don't know. It was a little awkward, in a way, in my opinion. Um, and then... I thought you know, it was great. I just found a humor. She's interrogating a little girl. Right. And, you know, basically this is... Uh, in in one aspect, I thought, Scruffy, you would completely hate this episode altogether because it's basically just a new hope all over again. And... <laughs> you not think I didn't notice that yes <laughs> they have yes, to yes, sneak into a secure imperial fortress yeah and, exactly. and, and as if that's not enough the commuter communicator mm-hmm. is using looks like the one from a new hope right. I think they, there's actually a, a shot of it sitting on the table just yes, like right it there. Yep, right just, there. just like it is when 3PO and R2 hide in the closet mm-hmm. yep. before, before the so, droids came out of the closet 
<laughs> oh yeah, I went there. <laughs> I, I did like the Inquisitor droids that they had. Those Inquisitor droids, I yes. thought those were pretty cool. Yes, okay, that was pretty um, cool. You know the after he gets after he rescues, well, before he rescues Leia, when he goes to rescue Leia, you know, um, when she's gonna, when Reva's gonna really be bad and and interrogate the child with a device, um, trying to go Kylo Ren on her and. Okay. It, <laughs> It's, uh, I did like, I did like the whole, uh, using, and we may have touched on this last last episode where there's the two stormtroopers and Obi-Wan kills the lights. And then all of a sudden you see the lightsaber ignite and he takes down one and then it goes out again. And then you see it light again and he takes out the other. I thought that was pretty cool. Execution was a little off from a production standpoint. Um, and you know, and then that leads to the chase scene and the whole under when the, tube cracks you know and db you had mentioned it what happened to you when you saw that part where the that whole scene where the tunnel cracks and floods oh man what 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 did i say other than when the tunnel floods i thought it was pretty gruesome for disney to show uh floating dead stormtroopers i thought yeah right. that's and and that goes back to what you were saying it, it, that was pretty dark in tone and then there's other goofy things like hiding the child under a trench coat <laughs> right so by then, I, by then it didn't even phase me because uh, the, the scene before that were the dead bodies of mm-hmm. the Jedi, the Padawan, the youngling, especially the youngling. And did you notice that the, uh, the first... Jurassic, the Jurassic Park, uh, <laughs> yeah. buried in amber, um, Jedi, yeah, Jurassic yeah. Jedi, oh. Jurassic Jedi. Yeah. Uh, I'm ignoring you now. Um, <laughs> the first. One you see though is Jedi Master Terra Sanube. He was mm-hmm. the one who helped Ahsoka find her lightsaber. That's right. Uh, season two, episode eleven of Clone Wars. Which I want to oh. give a shout out really quick. If you want to know more about that character, uh, catch our catch our buddy uh, the Skinny CJ. Um, he does an episode all about that character um, based on that episode. So uh, he goes into a little more deeper dive, especially of that episode, and talks about. I guess Sanube was actually, and I have not come across it yet in my readings of the Higher Republic, but I guess he was back. He's like really old, like really old, like hundreds of years old, and he was back in the High Republic era, I guess as well or something. So, oh, wow. and I think he might be. I think uh, CJ had mentioned he might be in the uh, Count Dooku book as well. Um, he was one of the masters looking for an apprentice or something back in the day when Dooku was looking for a, a ma- was a padawan and being selected as a by a master um but yeah check out the skinny he's he's got a good he's got a good episode on that so um but yeah no db you had mentioned the the cg the cgi had kind of you know for this episode i remember your one of your initial impressions of the episode being uh that the cgi just kind of was not just wasn't the greatest in this episode. Yeah, you know, the, the part that really bothered me, and I'm jumping ahead here, was the end of, uh, at the landing platform when they're trying to escape and the, the speeders come in to save them. And it, it was really 1970s in nature how they, how they superimposed everything. I, I just, I couldn't buy that. I mean, that's part of the charm, I guess, of Star Wars is sometimes it's a little hokey, but... Yeah, I that I lost it on that part. It, it... 
I liked that part because it kind of reminded me of Empire a little bit. And since the episode was basically A New Hope, uh, hey, what the heck? <laughs> well, I mean, again, and you know, uh, yeah, I like the fact that they used the speeders. I thought that was cool, uh, bringing them in. Didn't know that there was a six-passenger one, but uh, <laughs> I think for me hey, it was kind of the editing. Sometimes you got to cram it. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think for me it was kind of the editing of that because you see them kind of going straight into the hangar bay area, but then they're like repositioned, and it was like it was like a bad edit cut or something. Um, the and then poor Wade that we were supposed to, I guess, feel something about. I'm not sure. Somebody, oh, hey. somebody theorized, somebody theorized online that, um, you know, Roken, is it Roken? Okay. Yes. Uh, he, uh, that his wife is one of the people in Amber. So, which that, either that one that they just on showed. Amber? Or, really? On what? Amber? Amber. <laughs> what? Okay. And you know, that's the same kid that, you know, that's the same kid as in the opening scenes of the show during Order 66. Oh, mm -hmm. is it? And he was, I think he was training with Reva. Because as we all find out, that was Reva oh, in those flashbacks. Yeah. So think about that. How she's got a, uh, she, you know, that's her home base. And she goes down into that mausoleum area and she sees the kid that she used to train with. How's that? She goes down I, to the Jedi, Jurassic Jedi area. Yeah, Jurassic Jedi. I mean, how that that is a cool little character point. I thought, uh, a f you know, in the fe a feather in the story writing there. Um, oh, do you ever did you notice the the room where the Inquisitors meet? The surround the wall surrounding is covered in lightsabers. Yep. I thought that was pretty awesome. And well. Padawan helmets, and yep. um, so you know, you th I wonder if that's the equipment from all the people they have down in the mausoleum it's a house. trophy room it, yeah yeah it's a trophy room i didn't um, notice that the first time i watched it but... and uh yeah so when they escape uh after they pull the scooby-dooby-doo shenanigans and they get into the six-seater and they escape and they take out wade which was obviously going to happen uh, you could have predicted that, and we're supposed to feel something for wade i don't know why but hey um, i think we need a moment of silence for wade Okay, anyway, moving on. So, <laughs> you know, he, re a moment. he reminded me of the, his character's name was, I think, Mouse in Matrix, and he was the death stick dealer in, uh, I think it was Attack of the Clones that offers uh -huh. Obi-Wan death sticks. He kind of reminded me of him. Yeah. But I want to know how the speeder packed with three extra people was able to, you know, get away Yet the light speeder with one guy in it. I mean, sure, he was behind him, but right. You know that was part of the problem with the plausibility of this. I, I this was the most inconsistent of the episodes to me. Um, the weakest. <laughs> now you guys thought I could nitpick it a little too much. No, I am nitpicking, but you know, I there was, was totally the, into it. There was a scene at the end where Riva herself was getting interrogated by Vader. I thought was really well done. Vader comes in and has has a total Anakin tantrum with her. Um, I thought that was really, really well done. Yeah. Nothing, nothing from my co-host. <laughs> come on, nothing. come on, come on! You want to say something? Say it. Spit it out. No, no, no. I liked it. I did. I, I you know, again, kind of showing. Um, 
my favorite Vader part is the next episode, but we'll get to that when we talk about it. But it, it's, uh, yeah, no, I like the fact that he came in and he was hot-headed and, and what they were doing with the character. And, he, and that's a really good way of defining it, DB, is, is the Anakin, you know, having an Anakin-style fit. I think that's a really good way of putting it. Um, the, uh, what was the other part? Oh, uh, so when they get back, when they finally escape and they get on the transport and Roken comes to the back there and he's like, where's Wade? Well, you only let one ship onto your shuttle. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, uh, okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Story time. So, um, well, let's assume he was walking from the bridge to the back <laughs> and he didn't know. Okay. I guess. <laughs> All right. But, but, um, yeah, I think, you know, it was a cool concept. Um, the episode was a cool concept. You know, I, I just think execution was off on, a, on several things, and it just kind of, I don't know. Um, you know, I did, like, they, you know, they did, like, right here, as going on behind me, it's really kind of showing Obi-Wan kind of getting back into the swing of things, you know. Um, he's regaining his composure. He's regaining his confidence, you know. So it from a storytelling standpoint, it was good to show that you wanted to show that kind of coming out of old man, sad to, you know, regain some of his confidence and, uh, which is, you've got to do because if they didn't show that we'd be complaining about the fact that they didn't show that. So, uh, you know, I thought that was a served a good narrative purpose there. Yeah. There was good character growth, especially starting this episode forward, showing Obi-Wan, uh, becoming Obi-Wan again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, all right. Well, any other final thoughts right. about uh, episode being, four? Yeah, episode, chapter four, the uh, Inquisitor infiltration. I'll call it or Kenobi Dooby Doo. I give it four Scooby Snacks. Four Scooby Snacks. Oh yeah. <laughs> <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right. Moving on to chapter five, the uh, uh, Empire Strikes. I mean, the um, Wilson Lives. Wilson Lives. That's the, the, that's the name of this episode. The Siege episode, the Empire Wannabe episode, um, which, you know, was also chapter five. So, uh, no, I think this episode was probably other than. No, that's next episode. Never mind. Um, yeah, I think this was probably my favorite episode uh, out of everything. Because Wilson comes back. Uh, no. No. Um, the... Uh, so, you know, they get back to Jabim, which, by the way, we are broadcasting live from the path on Jabim uh, this week. Uh, we have uh, joined uh, an all-night rave that's being surrounded by the Empire, so we are uh, going to party all through the night. But uh, when this transmission gets cut off, you know the Empire has breached our defenses. <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I really like this episode. You know, it was good character uh, development for both Riva and um, other than the the one clunkiness later on. But it was good character development for her. Good character development for for Ben. Um, you know, it uh, and this was the episode that I was talking about where it shows that couple from Dayu that was getting smuggled out. The mom and the son. They're in 
in with the uh, rest of the refugees in this episode. They made it to Jabim. They did. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, this was the first episode that I really saw just Riva. I didn't see Moses playing Riva. Um, I really feel like she came into the character in this this episode. Um, but yeah, I think uh, before we move forward, though, we should probably have a moment of silence for uh, Ned B. Oh, Ned B. Happy moment of silence. All right, and moving on. So, so how did Wade, uh, how did Wade only how did Wade only qualify for half that length? But Ned B. <laughs> Ned B was the man. I tell you, Ned, Ned B had Ned more B, character Ned... development. Do, do you think? Oh there was... wow! <laughs> yeah, okay. he did. He did have. Uh, more well, I'm not in any position to argue with that. Um, he had more wow. screen, okay. more screen time, and more character. He was in more pivotal scenes. Yeah, that's true, and, that's true. And I'll be the one to say it. Tala. Mm-hmm. Tala sacrificed herself. You know, and I appreciate that from a storytelling technique, that they didn't just weave her. You know, I, I think Roken's going to probably be in something else. I think we've talked about that before. Um, I, I think they're setting him up, uh, you know, possibly and or something like you mentioned, DB. Definitely. But, uh, I'm glad that, you know, there was, that, that ta- you know, they... They did something with one of the other secondary characters, um, with it in killing off Talia. I thought it was a it was good for the story. Um, showed some emotion, um, you know. Uh, although I think I was more sad about Ned B going, but um, <laughs> definitely. Uh, no, it was a good episode. It was, uh, you know, I like that part where. <laughs> Obi-Wan's talking to Reva they're on either side of the door and I'm like why doesn't she just stick her lightsaber through the door <laughs> and she does finally and I was like alright good show some Sith attitude but um, yeah I thought you know the return of Wilson at the end I thought was good I thought the um, um, oh the whole how can we forget about a major part of the episode which was the whole Clone Wars dual uh, flashbacks you know, and what a great piece of the storytelling that was. That was an epic piece there. It really sets up that that scene. It really sets up that Anakin's need to win. No mm-hmm. matter what. Yeah, once I got past the 40-year-old Padawan, it was... <laughs> oh, man. You know, let's face it. None of us are getting any younger. But once I got past that, Watching their their practice duel, and then seeing what happens in the sixth chapter, there's a lot of that stuff repeated. Yes, a lot and of I those think that back. you know, and I think that was an artistic choice they made because oh, absolutely, you can only do so much. And there was dialogue during it, you know, during mm-hmm. the duel and close-ups on the faces, and and yeah, they didn't de-age them very much, but you know, when you start to de-age. If they had done enough de-aging to really make them look like they did back then, then they're probably going to run into tech issues with the mouth movements, and they were going to be then they'd be criticized for that, right? And you know, either way, they yeah, were going to get because then Brown Leader would said, "Well, that was clunky." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, either way, you know, they were going to get criticized, but in, but instead, what we got was good dialogue between them, and could we get, the actors could act the part. Yes. And I think that was more important. So for me, it did not bother. The 40-year-old uh, Padawan did not bother me <laughs> one bit. 
And no, these, these actors knew their characters and where yeah. they were and where they were in the present timeline. So mm -hmm. I, th I think we lost Scruffy there. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I know exactly where he was going with that. The 40-year-old. Uh, just turn that, on. Just turn that one action figure around behind you there, Scruffy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh, but yeah, I, I really like this episode. There's a lot of little details. Uh, did you see that really thick droid? Uh, the one that had like a R2 head, but it was like a real wide body. It was pretty oh, cool. yeah. Um, the, uh, you know, even Leia's part in it, I thought was was, was uh, cute. She was just like, somebody get me a ladder. And, you know, you, again, you, I've been kind of touch and go with Leia. Sometimes it's a little too much. Sometimes it's, it's, it's good. I thought in this moment it was good uh, although how she knows so much about uh, garage doors i don't know but that's okay i'm okay with that it's the red wire that's all she needs to know exactly maybe that's her backup plan if she doesn't decide she wants to rule all the yeah. yeah yeah she didn't want to be a senator Project. so that's very true <laughs> gotta have a backup plan <laughs> but you know they, they they do really highlight the contrast between leia's worldliness and luke's naivete yes at the same age because yes. leia is exposed to so much more of the galaxy's politics mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and and luke broke broke the belt on the speeder so <laughs> i was waiting for one of you to bring that up <clears throat> sorry had to be there yeah Awesome boy, and then I bet you, I bet you, Uncle Owen made him hold the flashlight when he repaired it. Probably. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know he did. That's did why he wanted remember? to go to the academy so darn bad. <laughs> I know every kid's worst nightmare holding the flashlight for their dad. I mean, yep. Their dad's fixing the car. Think of Owen in in episode four. Lewin Owen says, "I need you here, Luke." Well, that's what he was talking about. Who's going to hold the flashlight? <laughs> <He's> <laughs> right. Right. There was a reason you know, that you speeder know, was in the garage. You're right. You know, Aunt Brew wasn't going to hold it. Aunt Brew's going to tell him where he can put that flashlight. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. She's going to be standing guard duty. Exactly. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I really... Most, go ahead. The most epic scene of this of this episode, though, Vader coming in there with the awesome power and just pulling the ship back down to the ground and just ripping it apart. Right? Oh, oh my that gosh. was just awesome. Somebody on t so after that episode aired, somebody on Twitter was like, you know, as an OT fan, I I didn't really like that scene. I thought it was, you know, really horrible. And I I responded, I was like, as an OT fan, we finally got to see the raw power, yes. the body acting, the body language, just how effortlessly he did it. He just snapped that ship out of the sky, slammed it to the ground, ripped off the door like it was no big deal, and just that sheer power displays the sheer terror that he had upon the galaxy you know just being able to just do that was just i thought it we finally got to see what was always rumored about what was so feared about him you know agreed thought, all the way I, I thought it was a pretty good example of it i was i, was I loved it it. Um, it it gave me chills yeah and then and then the uh then Reva's excellent plan of sneaking up behind him and trying to stab him in the back. Um, <laughs> okay. So for the first time, I will agree with you. That was clunky. That was a little clunky. But the duel that ensued was cool. I mean, was Vader, cool. Never, 
Vader never used his lightsaber. Um, it just did some dance moves to weave out of the way for some of it. And, uh, and then took her lightsaber away from her like Obi-Wan took his from him during that... I, um, Right. That flashback held up the hand, held up the left hand, using the force, going, holding up the left because she ain't right, and just telling her that uh, <laughs> yeah. she ain't nothing. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was. You know, somebody else on Twitter was talking about Great. how would you rate how would you rate that duel, and I was like, it's like a level ten, it's like a level twenty boss being taken, and you or no. It's like taking on a, a, a level boss and you need to be at least level 20 and you're walking in at level 10, you know, trying to take on the boss. And she was support, severely outmatched. And again, it just supported how badass Vader was. The fact that it was like, kid, get out of here, you know. Well, and you know, you, you, you mentioned, oh, yeah, she's going to sneak up behind Vader. Obi-Wan totally manipulated her into doing mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. You know, so... He I mean, did, was... too. I thought that was pretty wicked of Obi-Wan. I was like, ooh, you're a dirty old yeah. man. Yeah, because had I she have, been thinking have... straight, no way, she wouldn't have done that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to watch that scene again without hearing that in my head. Holding up the left, because she ain't right. right. Holding up the left, because she ain't right. <laughs> Thanks for ruining that for me. You're welcome. So, but yeah, the whole ending of this part, you know, up into, you know, and we knew Wilson was going to come back at some point and, um, you know, speaking of, speaking of ruining that for me, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, Wilson, Wilson. Yeah. Hey, maybe that's actually his name. They only call him Grand Inquisitor. Oh, that could very well be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Um, like the trick of the other shuttle being behind the other one. Um, I do wonder who was piloting the shuttle that got left behind. If it was just a droid, hopefully. Maybe it was that thick droid. Um, <laughs> sacrificed maybe himself. We, maybe we needed a moment of silence for that droid as well. Yeah, no kidding. Ready? Okay, moving on. All right, moving uh, on. <laughs> episode six. Um, and then, of course, you know, it's like... I tell you what, storytelling sometimes, the whole uh, Ben gets a message from um, from uh, stepdad there and Bale and, <laughs> uh, you know, and of course conveniently drops it in the sand and uh, gets left behind so Reva knows. Yeah, and Re- that's, so apparently, okay, I will say, the new canon as established by the Obi-Wan Kenobi show is that getting stabbed in the stomach no longer kills you. So Qui Gon has something to say about that. Exactly, there was a meme like that. I saw. yes, there was. <laughs> and it's like really, really, and that's the second time Reva got stabbed in the stomach. So it's like, did he just puncture put a puncture in the same spot he did before, and it was already cauterized, so there was nothing to <laughs> nothing to take out. I don't know. Yeah, that that was one of the weaker points is that um, lightsaber injuries don't mean death necessi- necessarily. Mm-hmm. So. And I did, and I don't know about you guys, but when he did take her sabers away and he was and she was on her knees and he was walking up with both sabers, did you initially think he was going to count Dooku her? I totally yes. thought he was going to yes, do her. I did, yeah. I yep. was like, and then I was like, oh, that's too bad. <laughs> 
And I even said, do it, do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, no, I think overall, I, you know, uh, I did like it. Absolutely liked it. Uh, it was a good episode. It really showed the power of Vader. It showed the relationship between the two of them. Um, it developed Riva um, further. Yeah, I think it was just, uh, as far as all the episodes go, I think one of the most solid episodes of the, uh, the series. And it had a siege, just like Empire and just like Last Jedi. Yep. You know, there, there was a lot of, of similar things going on in both of, all three of those. Yeah. So speaking which, of Last you know, Jedi. That was the only good scene in Last Jedi, in my opinion. So. Well, speaking of Last Jedi, should we get into the beginning of the next episode? Chapter Bring six. it. Yep. All Bring right. It. Chapter six starts with the uh, last Jedi opening of the two ships flying through space, one <laughs> chasing the other. And I half expected one of them to run out of gas along the way. <laughs> um, yes. It already had bad power converters. So yeah, know. that's true. It did. True. But um, no, I mean it was. Uh, you know, it was what it was. I. I it, it really didn't bother me that bad. Uh, well, the first thing I thought of is this. It reminded me of the scene where the from the Empire where the Falcon is uh, trying to outrun a Star Destroyer. Turns around, comes back, and then attaches itself to the mm-hmm. to the ship. Wait, while we waited for them to jump jump away. Mm-hmm. That was the first scene that popped into my head when I saw it. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the angles were very similar, actually. Yeah, you're you're right about that. You know, I appreciated or, that they were using the asteroid chase music, which is some of the best music in the entire series. I did not catch that. Yeah. I don't think I caught that either. I think that's maybe that's why it reminded me of that. Yeah, yeah. very, very it, good. It, it, it worked in the scene. So. Man, we just needed some potatoes flying through space and we'd be all set. <laughs> and the subway mon- oh, yes. and the subway monster. For some of you fans out there, you may not know, but in the Empire Strikes Back, when they were in the asteroids, a lot of those were potatoes that were painted to look like asteroids, um, amongst other random objects. So, uh, but yeah, Obi-Wan decides to, you know, sacrifice himself to draw off Vader because he knows Vader's really after him. And that's proven in the scene on the bridge of the Star Destroyer, you know, when Wilson's like, sir, we have a chance to (laughs) to stomp out the resistance. Sure. And Vader's like, stuff it, Wilson. And <laughs> is that what he said? Stuff it, Wilson? Stuff uh, it, Wilson. I, sure I, I want to hear Wilson. James Earl Jones say that. That'd be I awesome. know, right? <laughs> Either that or I have expected him to backhand the guy. You know, I was like, shut yeah. up, get out of here, kid. Um, take those earmuffs <laughs> off. It's it. warm in here. And <laughs> I think through the whole series that we, we've learned that Wilson is the most level-headed of the Sith. Yeah. Yeah. And if he's really a Sith, but of the dark side users, he's pragmatic. His, his, his eyes are yellow in the first episode. Um, the Yeah, he is pragmatic and he's a careerist because, you know, he's trying to take on... He's basically trying to stretch out their jobs because I think he also knows what's going to happen if they finish off all the Jedi. So, yeah, um, yeah, true. I, he's I a wise that, man. He wants to clean, continue to collect a paycheck. Ex- exactly, and I think he knows they're up for early retirement once the job's done. So, yeah, I didn't think of it you that are way. a you are a wise man. 
Mm-hmm. And there's no okay. Sith retirement home, so it's. Uh... But you, you know, pe- you don't think they got a pension set up? No. Where we're at in the story, Kanan Jarrus and Ezra Bridger are still out there. That's right. Absolutely. Um, the plus Quinlan Voss. True. And who knows? Who knows who else? Um, so yeah. So uh, Obi Wan takes a. They call it an escape pod. It's more like another little shuttle. Um, takes off with it and heads out and to this. I don't know, moon or deserted planet or something. Uh, the rest of the new resistance. And, you know, Obi-Wan makes some prophetic lines with Roken talking about not stop leading. That's another reason I have a feeling he's going to be pop up somewhere else. Um, he's straight out of Alderaan. <laughs> Actually, I had the I had the Journey song, Don't Stop Believing, going through my head. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, not going there. Um no, yeah, so the uh, uh, where did the resistance fly off to? Well, really, it kind of focuses on Vader's like, get my shuttle. And he flies down by himself in the Lambda 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 shuttle and uh, <laughs> lands on the planet and tracks down Obi-Wan and has what Kathleen Kennedy promised uh, an epic duel. Gotta say. Um, I will not complain at this duel. It was pretty epic. Yeah. And it was cinematic, and all I could think when I was watching it, it looked like comic book art in the way the sabers glowed off of each of the characters. And such. Oh. I, thought, I thought it was really yeah. well done. That's a really good point. Rural Farm Boy's going to really love that that one. You know, I, uh, loved the, I loved this duel, but for me, the dialogue was the epic part. Mm-hmm. Yes. Especially where he said, I am not your failure, Obi-Wan. You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. Leading up to why Obi-Wan told Luke what he told him about his father. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they tied up so some I, loose ends there. It was it, the dialogue that truly made it for me. And you know what Vader's flaw was in the duel? He, you know, was tearing up Obi-Wan, throws him down into that pit. And what's he do? He gives Obi-Wan the high ground. Yes, thank you. I even wrote that on my notes. Vader had the high ground. He had the high ground and then gave it to Obi-Wan. I will say that was that was pretty epic when you know the, the whole scene of Obi-Wan standing there and just flinging all the rocks at uh, at Vader. That was pretty cool. And I have to go back and watch, but I somebody pointed out online that you know, we obviously know it's the opposite half of the helmet that gets cracked open from uh, Rebels, mm-hmm. you know, with Ahsoka. But somebody pointed out that the scar that's on his head, you know, off to the side on his forehead that you see in Return of the Jedi wasn't there before the duel. But they think that when the helmet got cracked open, that's what formed that scar. Ah. Which, if that is accurate, that's that's a pretty cool Easter egg right there. Yeah, that, that's a deep dive. That is, and I, I truly appreciate that one right there. Because I think they said in the back to tank scenes he doesn't have that. And I gotta go back and watch. Yeah, but you oh darn, I have to watch it again. Shoot. <laughs> I think the best part, you know, other than the duel was, I, again, they brought back a lot of the. Uh, padawan flashback maneuvers when they're back to back and things like that mm-hmm. um uh, but you know when vader is finally defeated 
the helmet's cracked open, and his voice modifier is fluctuating. So you're yep. getting Anakin yeah. voice and Vader voice and somewhere mm -hmm. in between. That I thought that was brilliant. That was good stuff. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I will say, yeah, a lot of good touches, a lot of good details. And I think you're right, uh, Scruffy. I'm, I'm leaning a little bit towards it was really kind of the extras of that duel so much more than just the duel itself. I think really as far as duels go, I don't know if you're going to get better than Revenge of the Sith. I mean, that no. that duel is just... That, that was and, pretty epic. That and R2 and Yoda on Dagobah. But it just... You still just, number one for me. Still yeah. number one. But, Absolutely. Uh, but in terms of Jedi duels, yeah, I don't think you're going to get better than that. I, I, Revenge of the Sith, it's it's pretty darn hard because, yeah. Um, it was still pretty cool, though. Um, still a good fight, you know, and, and Kathleen at least delivered uh, on what she had promised, which was a good good duel between the two of them. Um, you know, well, and Obi-Wan showing a mercy again, which it's like... Of course, there's been a lot of online debate about that, whether he should have shown a mercy or not, but obviously they've never seen a new hope. But um, besides the point. Sure. I, I was conflicted about that as well, because here's your chance to end this misery as if <clears throat> as if Palpatine wouldn't go out and find another Padawan or something. But but yeah, here's a chance to put it into it. But I think the theme, the overall arching theme is mercy and he showed vader mercy but then rubs salt in the wounds by saying goodbye darth yeah won't even call him vader just calls him darth exactly which again ties into a new hope which is fantastic because mm -hmm. that's that's just an insult without a doubt without a doubt and then on the flip side you have reva going to uh tatooine to track down uh luke and owen and um, you did you know that the guy? Okay, so when she's waiting in line for water, and there's the guy mouthing off to the uh, watermonger. You know that's the uh, the payment. That was the uh, boss at the uh, carving station in the first mm -hmm. episode. Mm -hmm. Carving station. And uh, well, I don't know what to call it. I whatever. No, uh, no, that's that's a good call. That's a good name for it. Meat market. Um, so yeah, I thought that was a nice little touch, uh, you know, him or uh, her giving him the one-two on that. But um, yeah, and then you know, there's the whole. It, again, it comes down to mercy. You know, Riva um, tracks them down to the farm. Um, we find out Aunt Baru's a badass, and uh, who yeah, knew? She, she goes all Schwarzenegger on her, man. She does. Yes, she does. Good, good for Aunt Baru. And um, Aunt, Br Aunt Brew became my new hero of the uh, of the Star Wars saga now. And again, one of those nice little touches, you know, after the fight, Owen's got that limp that he has yes. in the New Hope, which again, nice little touch there. Um, Luke never sees, you know, he gets knocked unconscious before he sees Reva, so he's never, still never seen a lightsaber. Um, but then, what I was getting to, which was Reva shows a mercy, you know, again, just going right back to the what you said DP and it brings her back to the light side of I, I think Reva could be another character we see further down the line oh yeah she's not bad but she's not necessarily good she's a lost soul but kind of finding her way back to the good side 
Mm-hmm. I, I think there's potential there. Yeah. I do. Uh, just another random force mm-hmm. user out there. And who knows? I, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they bring her back first in some of the either comics or books. You know, um, kind of brings her in that way like they did with uh, Kira um, back in the comics. And yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely potential out there. She doesn't have to. She could just completely turn her back on everything Skywalker-ish, Saga-ish, and just go off on her own. She could be a bounty hunter because that's all she's really known. The new Ventress. No. No. Hmm. But I don't know if the character would be so good without all her anger. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. I mean, the anger was her driving force through the whole thing. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe she'll team up with the Martell sisters. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please don't. Uh, you want to talk about dumpster fires? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about yeah, the, yeah. the 14 different endings to this show. Well, yeah. Well, one more thing, too. Yeah. Um, so, again, I saw this online afterwards, which was I thought was a cool little caveat. You know, speaking of one of the endings, you know, uh, uh, old happy man Ben goes to <laughs> see uh, Leia one more time and gives Lola back. Well, Lola was with him on Tatooine. Lola might have recorded some things. Return of the Jedi, Leia says, somehow I've always known when she... Oh, yes. When he tells her that they're siblings. And I was like, that's... uh, What I saw, again, when I saw that online, I was like, you know, that's... I kind of like that. You know, and she may not have known who the kid was in the scene or who Luke was, but... She knows Obi-Wan was there because it was recorded when Obi-Wan had Lola. So, you know, and it's just... uh, It it didn't stop her from swapping spit with her brother. True enough. (laughs) True enough. (laughs) But who knows? Maybe Alderaan culture culture is full of kissing cousins. We just don't... Not not even going to go there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, uh... Let's see, how many endings were there? Uh, They were trying to challenge Lord of the Rings for the number of, you know, loose ends to wrap up. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Did love the uh, Qui-Gon, finally getting Qui-Gon at the end. That was... um... Nothing like waiting to the last second. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I expected to hear something from him by then. I I honestly forgot about him by then. I I knew right from the beginning, because the first couple of episodes... You know, Obi-Wan was asking, help, Master, I need help. And right. his way of helping was saying, learn this sh- stuff on your own, Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stuff? I think he said stuff. stuff. I, I, I did say stuff. You don't need to edit that, Brown Leader. <laughs> stuff it, Wilson. Stuff. Um, stuff it and was. we did get to hear Obi-Wan say, hello there. Yep. Yes. Which obviously was fan service, but I was okay with that. It did not bother me. You know what bothered me was when he went to Alderaan and and he took Lola back to Leia. Leia was excited for Lola. Didn't say squat to Obi-Wan at first. You know, <laughs> here's a man to save my life. Oh, look, my pet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Well, okay, that's 10-year-old kid. 10-year-old kid, that? what do you expect? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're always excited to see the pet first. Mm-hmm. Adults are just adults. Isn't isn't that what happens when your wife comes home? Oh, hey there, and then goes and sees the pets. Oh, I love you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know, you might have a point there. You have been in the DV uh-huh. house, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I've been in my house. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a good episode. Uh, good way, good wrap-up, you know. Um, I don't really... I'm happy with the ending, happy with the wrap-up. I'm good. I'm okay if they don't go back there again for a season two. I'm know. ready for season two. Mm. Okay. I, I, I would love to see a season two, but I think they run the risk of messing it up. Yes. They, they managed to fit this one in without destroying canon. Right. So, question. It's Disney. It's, Disney. it's all canon now. Question. Out of the three now Disney live action streaming shows how would you rank the three so you got uh, (laughs) you got Mando um, uh, old old man reborn Boba and old man sad Ben so who's now happy again how would you rate the three shows rank them in what order You're up, PB. Oh, I, w- I was waiting for you to make a comment about they just haven't made the Buggle show yet. But uh... <laughs> Well, he said live action, which totally ruined it for me because uh, obviously Resistance was number one. But since he said live action, I have to re-rank oh, everything okay. now. Well, I- I'll go ahead because um, I've been pretty harsh in my comments of the goofiness of Obi-Wan. Um, but let me start by saying Disney has spent a great deal of time justifying Ryan Johnson uh, because he's the inventor of the old sad man (laughs) uh, by destroying... Thanks a lot, Ryan. (laughs) By destroying the Luke Skywalker character in in The Last Jedi, now apparently we have to have old man sad Ben and old man sad Boba and, oh, God forbid that Mando gets to be an old man. I mean, are we going to have a time jump 30 years in the future in the next season? I don't know, but... um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, baby Yoda's fully grown now, and he's like, screw this, this old man ain't no fun anymore. (laughs) No. No, in all seriousness, I... um, uh, my favorite of those three that you have mentioned uh, is Obi-Wan because I wanted to see this for 45 years. I, I've wanted to see some backstory. And I thought, even with its inconsistencies and quirkiness, they threaded the needle so tightly uh, between Revenge of the Sith and the Clone Wars backstory and A New Hope. I don't think they ruined canon. I think everything can be um, accepted without explanation. If you remember Last Jedi, we always had every week was, this week on Ryan Johnson explains. Well, you don't need to explain this stuff if you're familiar. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm on my soapbox, aren't I? I didn't even realize it. 
I would rank Obi-Wan first just because I think it was the most difficult story to write and I think they pulled it off visually and I think Ewan McGregor deserves an Emmy for his performance. I think it was fantastic. Second, I would rank Mando, which, you know, it opened up a whole new side of the galaxy we hadn't seen. And they, they pretty much had free reign, even though they kept trying to tie it in with little cameos here and there. But I think a Mandalorian still has uh, enormous potential. And I did enjoy the book of Boba Fett, even though it wasn't what everybody expected nor wanted. Um, but of the three, you know, I have, to, I have to put it in third if you're going to make me rank them. End of my soapbox. Go ahead, Scruff. All right. This, the official Scruffy list here. Um, number three, book of Boba Fett. Um, it's... You know, you say it's not what everybody expected. It's exactly what I expected. He can't go around shooting and disintegrating everybody. He's now a crime boss. Crime bosses don't do that. Uh, it's pretty much what I expected. Um, and, and the sad old man, uh, the old sad old man, both that. But yeah, but I was had, great. He had a gang of uh, Power Rangers there, so and that's so, so, the reason. That's the reason that's the other reason why I ended up at number three. Uh, I cannot let it go. The uh, the the book of the Boba, Boba, Boba Rangers. Yes, a little uh, a little disappointed in that. Power of Watermonger. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, coming in at number two, Obi Wan. Um, I thought it was a great story. Um, I agree. Um, it did fill those gaps nicely, answered a lot of questions. Um, I, yeah, it, it had its moments, yes, but uh, definitely, uh, definitely a solid, solid show. But number one is Mandalorian, and number one, Mandalorian is number one because it's what I wanted. I wanted some different stories. I wanted, I didn't want to see mainstream characters. I wanted to see something different. Which is one of the things that disappointed me about Mandalorian was really we got to bring Boba Fett into this, but it worked. It, it fit. It worked. Um, at the end of the day, it's like okay, I can accept that. But Mandalorian is what I really wanted. I wanted to see different characters, different, um, different, different places, some backstories, some stuff that you wouldn't have seen in the other movies. There's the official rating. Um, only in that order because uh, you said live action and I cannot put resistance at number one because it's not live action <laughs> just wait Buggles Space Ranger is coming you know what Buggles can be on the Captain Tiva show Ooh. there you go there you go ah, canine unit yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> canine unit sounds like another uh, 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 Law and Order spinoff kind of kind of does actually <laughs> intergalactic popo vorpak unit <laughs> oh yes unit. they sniff out the crime sick wolf are you listening <laughs> sniffing out spice and sniffing out criminals <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> do -do 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 -do. 
Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh. All that's right, good. We, we, you know, we need to start writing this stuff down and uh, start creating this. I know. Okay, uh, so my list. So Mando for number one because, yeah, it was fresh. It was new. It was what we wanted in terms of, again, yes, did they have cameos? Yes. Um, but it, I thought it wove the cameos in well. Uh, it still remained focused on being what it was, which was about the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. Um, you know, the cameos did not take over the show, unlike Mando's cameo in Book of Boba. Um, <laughs> the whole episode? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I've actually been uh, rewatching. Uh, I started rewatching Mando because our friends over at Duel the Ranks, they're doing their episode, their ranking episodes on, on uh, Mando right now. So the... Yeah, so Mando was new, it was fresh. It yes, it's got clunkiness. Yes, it's got quirkiness. It's got can't. I, actually, I wouldn't say clunkiness. It's got campiness, which is what I like. You know, See, I can, I can do I can deal with campiness. Exactly. I love campiness. And the show knows what it is. Um, so I I appreciate it for all those factors. Number two, oh, I would plus it's, plus it's got the most ultimate death scene. Well, cut in half by a door. Mm-hmm. Right in the beginning, establishing a body count right in the beginning of the show. Um, you know, I like the humor in it. I just, I like, yeah, I, I just, you know, um, I'm looking forward to season three. I really am to see what they, what they do with it. Um, I think the characters they brought in, I like Grief Karga. I like his, you know, um, yeah, I like, a, I like a lot of the show because it's new. It's different. It's, it's telling new stories in an existing universe. Number two, I would actually say Book of Boba Fett. Um, again, it is new stories. Uh, production issue, issues, yes. Uh, extreme campiness, yes. Um, but again, it's new, it's different. Um, it gave us Doug Rebo. Um, Doug! It, you know, it, it uh, gave us... Uh, um, Garza Whip, it gave us, you know, mm, some Flip. some new. It gave us new characters. <laughs> wow! Did we have wow. a moment of silence for Garza Whip? Man, there's she, a name we haven't talked about in a long time. She's not dead. She and Doug are living on, on the insurance on money on a beach in Naboo. Absolutely. With maybe uh, maybe Reva, Reva will track them down with the help of uh, with the canine unit and Buggles. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yes. Doo -doo, doo -doo. Man, every uh, week we come up with great concepts. People need to be listening do. to us. No kidding. <laughs> the uh, so and then number three, I would actually put Obi Wan Kenobi for the simple reason that we didn't need it. I don't think we needed this show. Oh uh, wow, I totally disagree. <laughs> So uh, I, I don't think was it fun? Yes. Was it? Did it fill in some gaps? Yes. Did it really make a big change in the galaxy? Yes. No. I well, don't, I yes. don't really think it did. Hang on, hang on. Let me put my Ryan Johnson hat on. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Put okay. Ryan Johnson hat on. Here, here's my pitch. We have middle-aged Obi Wan, and he's really, really sad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
and we've got to get him to the point in A New Hope where he can take on Luke, see? So let's make a six-part episode where he rescues Leia from kidnappers, and then she gets kidnapped again. So we got to, yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> That's all I got right there. I, Ryan I think Johnson that, hat is off. I, I think with all, with the whole big picture of Star Wars, I think the universe would have been just fine if we didn't have these stories. I, I, I don't think the universe would be any different, honestly. I don't really think it had that big of an impact overall in the Skywalker saga, personally. I, I think it was a lot of fan service to, to make us fans happy. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm totally stoked to see Ewan McGregor again as Obi-Wan. I love him. I think he is one of my favorite parts of the prequels. Um, I really, really became a huge Obi-Wan fan because of the prequels, and I was totally stoked about this. But in the end, we didn't really need it. No, but uh, it answers the question, what did Obi-Wan do for 20 years? Well, for 10 of them, he chopped up meat. Okay. <laughs> True. Yeah. He, he was a freaking desert butcher until this. And then, obviously, from this point on, he became a serious Jedi again. I, I I get more, believe it or not, I get more out of Book of Boba Fett about expanding the universe, expanding the Star Wars universe for me, uh, just because we now know Jawas are furry. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, well, you know, I am in no, in no way can I disagree with that. You've completely got me there. But seriously, I mean, no, not to say, okay, and, and ranking them is really kind of unfair because did I enjoy Obi-Wan? Yes. Did there, Were there a lot of things I really appreciated about it? Did I like seeing Qui-Gon again? Did I like seeing a lot of the questions answered? Without a doubt. So don't get me wrong. I'm not hating on Obi-Wan. I'm just saying in terms of my personal rankings, and honestly, I will probably rewatch Book of Boba episodes. I will definitely rewatch Mando episodes more than I will Obi-Wan. I'm, I've seen the story now. I've seen the episodes a couple times each. I'm kind of good. I, I don't really have a lot of rewatchability um, with this show. Yeah, this is one that the suspense is gone once you've seen it. Mm -hmm. but, but, you know, there are some sequences, and I go back to the Chapter 6 fight between Vader and, and Obi-Wan. I thought it was just yep. really well done, both from... A battle perspective and what Scruffy was talking about the dialogue where the characters come to a resolution from from Revenge of the Sith yeah. and in the larger picture with you I, I I agree each of these shows has its own personality and I didn't not dislike any of them it's, it's kind of hard to, to to rank them and you, you see all three of us ranked them slightly differently so mm -hmm. you know to each their own yep and we've already got season two of Obi-Wan. He dies. Well, that was only a one two-hour episode, though. So. Well, well, everybody... Thanks for, ru thanks for well, ruining that for us. Well, everybody was complaining that this should have been condensed into a two-and-a-half-hour episode. So what's the difference? No, you wouldn't have had the character development. I agree. No. I, I, I definitely agree. I don't think it should have been condensed. I think six episodes, even though it was three and four were a repeat of one and two, that's fine. Um you know um i'm okay with that but it's yeah enjoyed it had a good time but uh definitely ready to move on and i'm what i, I really want to see is 
Now I want to see what I hopefully Andor is going to do. Show really show us what the early days of the resistance was like. The gritty side, the espionage, the you know those That's the stuff I want to see. Yes, exactly. Just like Rogue One. Rogue One was yes. Was it yes? Was it in the existing storyline? Was it in existing Skywalker saga? Yes. Um, but it told a story we didn't know, and it had an impact on the universe as a whole in the, from a fan standpoint. Rogue One was just a phenomenal story. Um, introduced us, gave us new characters, and it gave us new storylines um, in the existing timeline. And I thought that that was... And, and yeah, I mean, we had new characters in Obi-Wan. We got Reva and... Ned B and Talia and uh, you know I liked all of those characters but um, I'll be honest not as much as I like the new characters in Rogue One um, and yeah and that's or that's the, the kind of the new that, characters in Resistance <sighs> moving on so uh, all right we're gonna move on to Collection Corner now um. <laughs> and I'm gonna keep doing this until I get my dumpster fire episode. Resistance review. That's next week. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna have to binge them again. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go right ahead, Buster. <laughs> binge away. Yeah. Anyway. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Let's go to collection corner. Uh, guys, do you have any updates for collection corner? Oh, let's see. Uh, I went to the local comic book store and uh, went nuts again. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I uh, gotta take care of my nerds. Uh, there is a new nerds. comic book out. Episode, nerds. <laughs> there is a new comic book series out, Obi Wan. So I had to go collect one and two of those. Um, Mandalorian. Wait, does, does Leia get kidnapped in it? <laughs> I don't know. I have. I haven't started reading it yet. <laughs> And then um, I'm confused, and I need to get a hold of our comic book experts about Star Wars Bounty Hunters and Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters. Ooh, the skinny. Are you listening? Yeah, yeah CJ. So skinny. Skinny. I need, to, I, need, I need to have a talk with you guys about these. What is it? One comic book series, or is it two comic book series? I'm very confused. So I need some comic book expertise. Um... I think that's pretty much it for the week. Yeah. Well, there was something else. Booked rooms for ICCC. Oh, yes. Uh, We have rooms for ICC. We will be in the Collector's Haven Hotel. Nice. And we are there. Actually, uh, I'll be there Thursday. I'll probably be there Wednesday. Wednesday. I want to go do the touristy stuff of Nashville. Hmm. Yeah, tickets go on sale on July 28th, if I'm correct. Yep, I think so. Eight days. So, DB, you got anything? Uh, we'll start off with um, Doug Rigobo Claus left a comic book on my desk at work today. <laughs> it was a, a Life Day comic book, so I'm going to have to uh, dive into that. Thank you, Scruffy. And you'll um, be very happy to hear that that is an issue one of one. There is no number two or three. Okay, I don't one. have to follow up. Good. No. I have spent uh, <laughs> some time this week cleaning some 
some vintage toys. When I say vintage, I mean from the 70s and 80s. And uh, they're, you know, they're mine, but they're new to me because they're being cleaned and, and displayed for the first time in years. And when I say years, I mean decades. So I have those new to me. And just today, I got a package in the mail from the Star Wars Toy Collector because I had won a contest, oh, a few months ago, apparently. And he sent me, um, I, Brown Leader, take your headphones off. You don't want to hear this. <laughs> I, I got a Funko Pop uh, box full of stuff. Ooh, very cool. Yes. And it's got some keychains and some other things, but it has two pops in it. And I have not opened it. I'm debating whether to open it because there's a there's a Revan in there. It looks like a light side Revan, so I'm gonna have to to pull Ooh. it out. But it's a gaming gate, gaming greats box, and I, I I need your feedback. Do I open it or do I leave it sealed? Because Ooh. toy collector, he packed this thing to survive a nuclear explosion. It's in pristine condition. Oh, so, very nice. Very cool. But I just got that in the mail today, and I've been debating for a couple hours whether to open it or not. Mm. Very cool. I don't know. That's a hard call. Yeah. That's a really hard call. Very cool. Um, the uh, only thing that I added was the gift from Scruffy, which was the first episode, uh, or first episode, first issue of the Mandalorian comic. And I'm... I have not even opened it. I can't even put my greasy fingerprints on that. I just, I love the artwork of the cover, and I just, I think I might have to go buy a second one just to read it. Just get some latex uh, gloves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, thank you very much for that. So, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's all I've got. So, we'll move on to uh, Star Wars news. Any items in the news that you guys want to talk about? Well, I don't know if we, want to talk about it. I think we kind of need to talk about it. Uh, let me pull the article up here. Uh, now that you've got all your uh, comments and uh, criti crit criticizing uh, some of the editing stuff, uh, there's an article that came out today. Simon Pegg uh, says, Star Wars fans are the most toxic right now. Trekkies have always been very inclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Simon Pegg was uh, was the um, he was in Star Trek as um, he's Scotty. Scotty, yeah, and he was Scotty, in uh, yep. he was in Force But he Awakens. also had he also had several roles in different uh, Star Wars um, yep. movies too, in yep. cartoons and video games and stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Has he never heard the debate between Picard or Kirk? I mean, come on. <laughs> that's pretty toxic I don't know I just I just uh, you know I don't know if there's much toxicity in there because they're all brainwashed into a federation you know Ooh, we live in a utopia we don't even have money we're just Starfleet <laughs> we do everything for good Ooh, Klingon's bad now they good <laughs> Romulan's bad now they're dead Ooh, Kelvin timeline. Ooh, everything makes sense. Save the whales. You know. <laughs> Save the whales. <laughs> Thank you for not leaving that out. <laughs> They're all brainwashed, of course. Uh... <sighs> They're all lemmings. Start instead of tribbles. We're just gonna start calling them Star Trek lemmings. 
Oh, my. Oh, yes. Just running pattern. Whereas in Star Wars, we're all individuals. We all have our differences. Some are Mandalorian, some are Jedi, some are Sith. And, uh, yeah, that's... uh, We debate because we're more passionate. We're not all... uh, Vulcans that just... I can't. Except when I go into heat once a year and have to... (laughs) I have to fight for a woman. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a deep dive right there. So, oh, And it's seven wow. years, by the way. Not that I know that. but <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, DB. No, I, I do. I can appreciate Trek. I, I grew up on Trek. My mom's a Trekkie, and I, I grew up on Trek. So I, I jested everything, but... Wow, you sound, you know, you sound more of a hater than I am. There's my, I, there's my rent. <laughs> I think the best way to end this particular discussion is, Simon Pegg, if you're listening, come on the show and we'll talk about it. There you go. Absolutely. Hashtag Simon Pegg. <laughs> Hashtag Simon Pegg. <laughs> Hashtag Simon Pegg. All right. All right. Any All other right. news, or do you guys want to just kick off from there? <laughs> I don't. Think you, I don't think we can get you on another rant tonight. I think you're you got to be just about tapped. Aren't that, you? that was yeah, epic. So, yeah, I, I think that's pretty. I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, if you enjoyed that rant and any of my other rants tonight or any of our discussion, and uh, you'd like to reach out to us uh, at Hyperspace Heroes, you can get a hold of us on all three ma- major social. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also email us at brownsquadron at gmail.com. Please leave a review uh, uh, and a like on your streaming service of choice. If, uh, you know, leave us the five stars. That seems that that's all that's allowed to be left uh, for reviews. So we truly appreciate that. And uh, yeah, so there we go. So there's our our selling ourselves uh, for the episode. And guys, I think it's time to get out of here. So, is the rave uh, over? I think the rave might be over. Either that, or uh, uh, I think uh, my cat Claire over there has got the, the uh, shuttle bay doors ready to open, so we can uh, hop on out of here. So, um... <laughs> are you the pilot? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, um, yeah. Uh, next week, let's let's get binging on resistance again, and I think we might just again. have uh, have to have uh, dumpster fire epi- the real dumpster fire episode number one. So the real dumpster fire episode. All right, the real dumpster fire episode. All right. In honor of the real dumpster fire episode, I will rewatch resistance. Mm, yeah. No, I won't. No, have good luck with that. No, so, I won't. Mm, I think I'd rather watch Trek. Anyway. Uh, all right. On that note, we are going to uh, and and Deep Space Nine, nonetheless. Um, oh, 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 wow! Man, I have just uh, okay. All right, I better get out of here before I say something really dangerous. All right, just start singing the theme song to Enterprise pretty soon. This is uh, and this is uh, <laughs> this is Brown, the leader, signing off for the gang here at Hyperspace Heroes tonight. And you have been listening to Hyperspace Heroes. That's no moon. moon.